Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alamin wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa alihi wa sahbihi wa jama'in. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So in today's episode we're going to be talking about something very dangerous, something you find everywhere. Something that can lead to your demise in your life. Peer pressure, right? Hold on. To begin this conversation, I also want to point out that sometimes in some cases peer pressure can be good. Yeah, of course. Like the peer pressure <laughs> When it's time to pray, and you got to pressure someone to be the imam. I'm not going to lie, that type of pressure is like, that's a tough, that, that's, that's a tough that, one to get we'll, by. We'll start off with the good type of peer pressure. That's the, that's the peer pressure you want. Not the peer pressure that will make you do haram things and make you, like, go back on your morals and on your deen, man. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, like, how often do you see good peer pressure, though? Like, how often are you seeing, like, yourself in a situation where someone's telling you like do something good and you're like and you're trying to stay away you're like hold on i don't know if i want to do that yeah it's not really common like being the imam maybe you're not comfortable that's that's different because you're still gonna pray you get the reward but (laughs) another thing like Mm -hmm. what's another good example of good peer pressure like okay like for example right um me and one of my friends were out in public and i was like yo let's pray he said you don't want to just wait till we get back to my house or something i said no let's just do it here I said, look, I'm trying to level up all aspects of my life, and that includes the prayer. So that means I have to step out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. in order to get better at something, mm-hmm. right? Because we can't just stay where we're comfortable all the time. Otherwise, yeah. how are we supposed to level up? Yeah, that happened to so me. So then he was like, you know what? Yeah. You're speaking facts. Yeah. Let's do it. And then we did it. That happened to me as well. Same thing. We were at the gym. It was getting a little late, but we didn't want to leave yet. Like, we, we still wanted to play basketball. My boy, he knows who he is. Uh, we were there, and he was like, so what, are you going to go home or something? Are you going to wait till you get back home to pray? Uh, to pray? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to pray out here. I got a, uh, got a Muslai right here mm-hmm. in my car. I got my pants. You know what I'm saying? I just did Wudu in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go out here and pray. He's like, oh, snap. All right, uh, let me join you. Like, he was, I knew, I could tell he was a little nervous because he was like, oh, that's my first time doing it. I was like, man, mm-hmm. pray, you pray in your house, you pray on the street, you pray in the message. You, you use prayer, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, you're speaking to Allah. You can speak to Allah. Allah gave you this ability to speak to him anywhere. I heard something which was so shivit. Uh, it was from Muhammad Hijab. And it's something so simple. You take from God's food, you take from his drink, like from the earth, from his provisions. And when the call to prayer comes, would you ignore that call? Are you gonna delay that? Are you serious right now? Are you kidding me? Look, am I crazy? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> like what I what I heard Muhammad Hijab said, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it like that at first. Like when I pray, I pray on time because Ahabul Ahmadi of Allah so um, is the one of the most beloved deeds to Allah is the prayer at, at its point in time. And then when Muhammad Jab you put it in perspective, I was like, dang. You take from his food, you take from his drink, you take from his air, you live, you live on his earth. The one that gives you life, the one yeah, who sees he, you mess up and still gives you another and, chance. And still lets your heart beat. And when when it's when ring ring, you ignore that. Nah, bro. Come on, bro. You gotta you gotta level up. You gotta do better. But here's the other thing: when it comes to someone giving someone materialistic things, like let's say if I was to give you a million dollars and you have to answer this phone call, most ninety nine point nine percent of people would answer that phone call without a doubt. They would drop everything that they're doing to answer. Yeah, to answer that. It doesn't matter where. It don't matter where. Doesn't matter where they're at. Doesn't matter what they're doing. They'll step out the room. They'll find a way. Yeah. You see all those. What do they say? Hold on. When there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. They're gonna find a way. They're gonna make a way. So when it comes to our prayer, we're gonna we're gonna do the same thing. And you know what's so important about that? Like on our topic of peer pressure, what gives you the strength to resist these like these bad desires from like bad obviously bad peer pressure is that prayer and the prayer at its point in time. Remember, the prayer is at different times of the day, five times throughout the day. You're remembering God in five distinct times of the day, and this helps you stay away from the evil deed. It helps you stay away away from all evil. Am I right? Am I right? 
Obviously, you're right. Exactly. I mean, you also think about like what you guys are saying. Um, what uh, you ever seen those scenes in like the movies where you know they do something big? They're like, oh, if you ever need anything, just call. Everything. Mm-hmm. What about Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? Like He gave you life, bro. Like every single day, you're sitting here, you're breathing. There's blessings in your life that you can't count. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of us, we don't reflect. Mm-hmm. We take it for granted these blessings until they're they're taken away from us. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't understand how much you need these blessings until they're taken away or yes. until they they've been reduced for you. Yes. Like when someone gets old, their their ability to be able to uh like their health is reduced because mm-hmm. throughout their life, you know they they take advantage Age, of it. You know they, this like, is normal. they have this. Yeah, exactly. This is normal. But so you don't see how much it benefits you until it, it's taken away from you. You're like, or man, even, if only if I could be that healthy again, or if only I never did this or that. Like, you start to think about like things in your life that you did, and if you had been more grateful, maybe you'd be more thankful right now. Or even like, look at this example. This is a really good example. During Ramadan, maybe like during like the seventh day of Ramadan. Oh my God, I've never missed food more so like so much more in my life than in the time of Ramadan when it's also and I'm fasting and I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. You never, it's it's weird. Like humans are weird. You never miss something so much more until you lose it. Yeah, yeah I was just about to say that. That's something that's what I'm getting at. Like subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. And I want to get into the topic like of um, of peer pressure because we, we grew up in America, bro. So it's like, we've always been in a position where things were watered down for us. Like things like the Dean were always watered down to me. Like I obviously, I grew up in the masjid. I went to the masjid, you know, they taught me the best that they could. There were things that they didn't teach me because it was like, it's like school almost. Mm-hmm. And there were things that they taught you, things that they didn't teach you. Obviously, I was young, so they had to teach me like right and wrong so I could make the decision for myself if I wanted to follow this path, right? And I remember I used to go to school and there would be times where I'd see Muslims, especially in America, and I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, there are people who are like me. But like, like me, I kind of hid who I was. Like, I was Muslim and I kind of hid the fact that I was Muslim. But I would stay away. I would do my best to stay away from haram, uh-huh. but just silently. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like if people, sometimes people would ask me, oh, like, why don't you do this? I'll just be like, uh, you against ex- my- You'll yeah. give an excuse or something yeah, yeah, like I'll that? Yeah, I'll give an excuse. Like people used to ask me, oh, like, why don't, why don't I date? And I was like, man, I just, I just don't. That's what I used to yeah. say. Like, I just said, yes. Or when but, I came, but, but, but continue, uh, continue. Or like for another, for example, when it came to eating pork, people were like, oh, why don't you eat pork? I'm allergic. Like, <laughs> not as, not as, like, I used to use that one too. But like but now, you know, obviously, I wouldn't do nothing. When, when like I got that. to high school, I stopped that. I will, I swear to God, I stopped that. You want to know why? I just started telling the truth. Yeah, 100%. Like, I believe, I believe in telling the truth 99% of the time. This brother corrected me. I used to say 100%, but now he, he told me there's cases where you can, where <laughs> you can scenarios. lie. Three scenarios where you can lie. But I believe in telling the truth. And here's why. When you tell the truth, one, it leaves out any cause of problems. Because what if, like, the pork scenario, what if you accidentally end up eating it one day and, oh, I thought you were allergic? Exactly. And now, and now like, you're just in a, like, I'd rather be 100% true. And then if you say, oh, I don't do so-and-so because of my religion. I remember one time when I, when I was wrestling, like when I was on the team, that like sometimes you can't have a beard because it will cut other players. They said Do you have the beard for like religious reasons, and I just I said yes, hundred percent, like straight up, just right away. Yes, I didn't make up noise. I didn't stutter. I said yes. They're like really, like look, yep. it builds the question. Like I I actually do stuff for my religion. I actually believe in this hundred percent wholeheartedly, and that's like and with the thing with about peer pressure is you can reverse that pressure. 
Exactly. Now look, listen. I hate people whenever they're they're inconsistent, man. Mm-hmm. That one of that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Whenever people are so inconsistent, like there have been plenty of times in my life where people try to tr- pressure me into doing something, then they try to make me feel weak for not giving into what they wanted me to give into. Mm-hmm. But then I hit them right back with the same thing. I'm like, but you were so weak to give into your own desires, and I'm I'm sitting here able to control my own desires. Facts. That's facts, man. Because you got to, bro, in this world, you got to realize things yeah. are not always what they seem. No, Someone might be having fun doing this, that, this, that, and they'll tell you, come and join me. But you know in your heart it's haram. It's not what it seems, bro. Of course. It's dude, not it, what it, it seems. It doesn't matter how happy you see someone or yes. it doesn't matter how good it seems like they're doing in life. It is not worth your akhirah. It's not worth your akhirah. Even your deen in this life is not worth it. And I don't even think, I think that's a pretty poor way to live, to do, always be chasing the next thing that will make you happy, make you happy, make you happy. Because that's just like, that's just like chasing a feeling. Like, I don't, hold I don't on, really on. like, you, I like the idea of contentment. You feel me? What did you say that one time when you were like, when you chase the dunya, it's like a, it's like a shadow, right? Yeah. It will always run away from you. Yeah. The, say, say, uh, this was, that's a quote from Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah. Uh, he, uh, he said, when you chase uh, the dunya, it's like, you're like, it's like a shadow. So it'll, if. Like, if you're chasing it, you'll be chasing your shadow. You'll never catch up to it, obviously. But if you let the dunya chase you, then it's like the uh, shadow will always follow along. Because you're chasing, you're on the deen. Like, the deen and the dunya is your shadow. Mm-hmm. The, the quote is, like, it's structured a lot better. Like, I did memorize it, but I, I kind of forgot it. But it's along those lines. It's like, um, like, basically, the dunya is the shadow. So if you chase it, you'll never catch up to yeah, it. But if you sh- allow it to chase you, then, like... Yeah, let me shed some light onto this from my own personal experience. Once I started like practicing the Dean more and once I started, you know, actually being a hundred percent honest or, you know, all the time. Right. Because it's something of self-reflection. I'm just like, dude, if I was just, if I never told a lie, like people can this never is, catch me. And, up this in is, anything. and this is like, just not from our wings. Like the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, leave a lie, even if you're joking. Yeah. So people can never catch you up in anything. And then I, I just start becoming a more respectable person. People start treating me better. And you know, it's like, I'm honored here now, mm-hmm. just from being a basic yeah. Muslim. Yeah, exactly. I, I love I love the idea of being truthful. I love the idea of being truthful. Like even like I'm even I'm trying not to stop lying when I'm like even to joke because the idea of truthfulness I feel like it will solve a whole bunch of the world's problems. Of course, it would. especially in today's day and age with social media, it's like almost everywhere I look, it's a, it's just a, like a lie. It's a, lie, it's right? a white lie. Yeah. It's a it's a bluff, man. You bluffing, man. Subhanallah. It's actually it's actually crazy. Okay, I want to get back onto peer pressure real quick because mm-hmm. you guys were talking about lies and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but because I kind of wanted to get like personal to this because uh, when I grew up, there would be times where I see Muslims and I'd be like, okay, see, I could be comfortable around these people. And then I'd see them engaging in haram things that, you know, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected me from these things. And uh, like they, they'd probably be smoking or drinking, committing zina or have, being in haram relationships. And when I'd ask them, like, or when other people would ask them, like, like I thought you couldn't date in your religion, I'd be like, oh, it's not, it's not against the religion. People, it's just dislike. And I'm like, yo, wait, hold on. And I'd be looking at these people. I'm like, yo, you like, you can't, you can't say that. But I can't go. Like, whenever I'd go to them to say that, I'd be like, yo, mind your business. I'm like, nah, that's I look, crazy. I look mind at your business like, is crazy. As a Muslim, and as someone who who understands, like, this is not the way that like you um, conduct yourself. Like, conduct yourself and be a Muslim. This is not the way the Muslim acts. Like, if you're going to tell people, hey, I'm Muslim, then you, you must be willing to represent yourself the way that Islam is supposed to be represented, mm-hmm. right? Because if you misrepresent it, you're misrepresenting Make what, us all what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded right. us to do, right? Yeah, it's not even about, like, misrepresentation, but to say, to know something is blatantly wrong and to say that it is right, 
Nah, bro, you got to pack reminds it up. Me, it reminds me of times in the Quran when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the hypocrites. And he says, they go to the believers and they tell them, like, yeah, we're with you. We're with you. But then in, in secret, they go to the non-believers and say, nah, we're actually with you. We're, we're not with the believers. Mm. Like, they're, they're like... They're playing two sides. They're being two-faced and all this type of stuff. And like, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not, I never would backbite or slander any of these people. It just made me think in my head, like anger. I was like, yo. It's just reflection. These people wouldn't, uh, like that type of peer pressure wasn't on me. Obviously, like these types of things, they were always pushed onto me. Always people asking me, oh, why don't you date? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I'm just sitting here like, yo, it's not allowed in my religion. Like this is when I was at a time where, you know, I would openly speak about Islam because, you know, if people had questions, people had questions. And I had no uh, problem telling you that I gave up my desires because I believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, I submitted my will to God. I had no problem telling people this. And then they start to get interested, like, because they have these desires and they don't, they think that, okay, like some of them, they'll think oh, they're still saved regardless of like what they do. They think that they, there's no, like the hereafter is like just paradise for them. But for me, I'm thinking like, okay, there, there are consequences to your actions here. If you do something bad, bad is going to happen to you as well. But if you, if you're a good doer, then like, obviously the good will come back to you. No, like what you just said. Yes. Every person out there, lo and behold, know that there's going to be a day where you go and meet your creator. And it, it, it's going to, he's going to ask you, it's going to be an interrogation. You, you won't even be able to speak. Your mouth, your mouth is going to be sealed shut and you, your body will just tell, tell all the answers. It's going to be an interrogation. Every single thing. And I want to say this about uh, like Islam and like how people, you know how some Muslims, like, like you said, sometimes they half-ass the religion or they'll um, say things that which are blatantly wrong or correct. Mm -hmm. Do you know what Islam means? Islam is a, Islam is a verb. It's an action. Submission. It's a submission. Do you know what submission means? Submission to Allah. You know what complete wholehearted submission means? That means when you hear the adhan, you go straight to it. No questions, if, ands, or buts. You feel me? When it, when it comes to your aura, covered. covered. No if, ands, or buts. When it comes to whatever you read in the Quran, you know it's wrong. It's wrong. No if, ands, or buts. You don't ask questions. There's no doubt in your heart. you with the creator. No, yeah, matter you, how, no matter how it makes you feel. Like, and, like imagine, bro. I, I know it's it's good to ask questions. SubhanAllah. It's good to ask questions. But I remember one, like one time, someone, they'll, they'll ask you, why is it a haram? Bro, should I, like, should I backhand you or should I fronthand you? Like, it, Allah said so. Allah said so. That's, that's first and foremost. That's first and foremost. Yep. And I always see it like a lot of people, like this isn't like a, an attack, like this isn't like to say this about Muslim creators, but like whenever talking, discussing with non-Muslims, the first thing when they ask why is something haram, the first, an the first answer is one, because either the, the messenger, Ali Salatu Salam, said it, or Allah said so. Hundred percent. And this is this is a hundred percent true, because God says so. I love this point right here. I always use this. Always use this because look, really. Besides that, I don't need to give you any yeah, other explanation. Besides that, yeah. I really don't. But look, at the end of the day, one, if you do follow Allah's command and the messenger's command, you will live a better lifestyle. Like yeah. for example, if you actually do stay away from like eating pork, you're gonna live a healthier lifestyle. If you stay away from zina, alcohol, and drugs, then you will live a healthier lifestyle. But first and foremost, because Allah said so, not because you're trying to look out for your health, but those things will come afterwards. Like I see a lot of people like, um, uh, they'll ask me, um, like I remember, I remember there was a Christian, what did they ask about the camel urine? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They ask us. He said, "What do you believe that?" And then I was like, uh, yeah, people 100%. they'll answer they'll answer that question like about like because the Prophet Ali Salam he told some of his companions in a hadith that if they were to fall ill to drink the yeah, no they did they were they, ill they felt and he Ill. commanded them to get camel urine and dilute it with uh their milk the camel's milk mm -hmm. and it was used as a healing and it, it worked yes. alhamdulillah. They ask us this question and the first response that we gave was one he asked us, "Would we do that right now?" Like, yeah. We said, "We said yes." 
I would 100%. do it. 100%. If I was sick. It was he'll, a- he'll, say, he'll say why. Because our prophet said so. Well, like, like, what do you mean uh, why? A lot of people, they'll answer with, oh, the signs behind it. No, we get to the sign after it. Because exactly, we, we know our prophet got the wisdom. So the Lord ain't said that. I just have Dude, not even just that. Muhammad Ablos gave a perfect uh, explanation in his lecture. The doctor prescribes you something, a certain medicine. You can't even read the ingredients on the bag. You don't even know what it's saying. But the doctor tells you, take it at this time, this time of the day, and you're going to do it. You're not even going to question the doctor. But when it comes to Allah and his messenger, they tell you 1,400 years ago, and they have the best way. They, mm-hmm. they tell you, and you, and you sit there and you question Allah. Yeah, he, you're, you're going to say, wow, really? Why? You're surprised? Are you surprised? Are you kidding me right now? Front hand or back hand? Yeah. No, no, that's what makes me think oh, hold about on. what. So look, saying? also when it comes to, you know how you said like there, there are some Muslims that half-ass the religion, right? Mm-hmm. Now look, I want you to think about it. A lot of Muslims, like, they might have this mentality, right? So if this is you, I, I want you to listen up. If you think that, oh, okay, I'm going to go to the hellfire for just a, a few moments and then I'm going to be admitted into paradise, you want to stay away from that. You as a Muslim, you as a true believer of, mm-hmm. of paradise and the hellfire, you don't even want to see the hellfire. You don't want to hear it in any way, shape, or form, right? Because the, there was a hadith on the Prophet, it was like, one a person would be dipped into the hellfire for just a second. He he, he lived the most bliss life bliss life here in this world. Mm-hmm. And he would be dipped into the hellfire, and he swears by Allah that he never had anything enjoyable in this life. Mm-hmm. Just and for a second. And that's, look, advice on how to live. If you're a Muslim and you're out there struggling, struggling, and you have people around you telling you to do this, telling you to do that, you don't, know, you don't know what's true anymore. You don't know what's right anymore. You're struggling to find your way, struggling to find your own path. Always chase good, no matter what. No matter what in your life. No matter if you reach the highest of the high. You're praying, you're praying all five days of prayer in the mosque. You're giving a charity. You're, you're fasting the extra fast. Always chase more good. Smile at somebody. Smile, mm-hmm. literally smile at somebody. Smile, man. That's, that's, a, that's all you, that's all you. Always chase good, no matter what. Even like, even if you have no, even we have no charities, even if you can't give it no charity, maybe you're dirt broke, maybe you can't fast, maybe you have like a illness, you can smile at someone. That's nope. that's what I love about you get this good deeds. You can get good deeds from that. You can remember Allah. You do good. That's what, that's what I like. Even I realized over our trip to Saudi Arabia, maybe we should just like I should just start focusing. I should always just try and chase good. Always just try and do the good. little things count, bro. Yeah, the, the little, little things, things count the most. And and something which is consistent with, between you and your creator. What can get any better than that? What can increase you in iman more than that? Yeah, that's beloved to Allah subhanahu exactly. wa ta'ala. Exactly. Those consistent you, good deeds, those that's, consistent that's things such, that are for the sake of God. Like That's such a good advice for a Muslim who thinks, oh, uh, I, I won't be in hellfire forever. Like, should I forehand or backhand you? Now, hold on. I mean, this, this one's going to go for the smokers. If you are a smoker, right, and you want to quit, you know, this is, this is an advice that one of my friends used on his brother that was a smoker. Every time he'd go to light that, blunt or cigarette you know he'd, he'd light his he'd light the bottom part of his hand and then he'd feel the fire and he says if you can't even handle that you won't be able to handle the punishment of the hellfire yes and over time that would always have him in a constant remembrance of allah and he was able to quit alhamdulillah and and think about it the hellfire it's more it's real it's it's, it's as real as that fire that that touches now your it's hand. worse than it's that. worse than, and worse than that it's like when you it's the reality it's the reality bro and that's what a lot of people they don't understand. They think they're they think they're gonna live forever, 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 right? Forever. They don't realize that they're gonna come into a meeting with their Lord. And that's this ties back into peer pressure. Wonder why? Because imagine you have all your friends, and if you if all your friends decide to slander you or backbite you or talk bad about you just because you won't do one simple thing and because you affirm in your faith, and they all leave you, know that know that Allah's watching you, Subhanallah. And that you're gonna meet Allah one day. 
You're not even. You better. You better think over your friend group. Yeah, you yeah. Find yeah. Some new friends. Friends. there, there was a friend. time for me, like where I was speaking to people who are Muslim, and I confronted them about things that are haram. I said, like, yo, like this, the drinking that you're doing, like these these sins that you're doing, these are sins. Like this, this is real, bro. Like, and you have no idea whether you're gonna come back from it or not. And the thing about the thing about sinning is that obviously the sin is against you. This is jihad and nafs. This is a struggle within yourself, and they're like. Small showed me a video yesterday. There's a difference between sinning out of weakness and sinning blatantly sinning. Sinning when you know that you you it's premeditated. A premeditated sin is way worse than sinning out of weakness mm -hmm. because out of weakness that's that's out of like a moment where you you know that okay you, you just did a wrong and you're gonna completely try to rectify that wrong. Yeah. But when you do a wrong blatantly and you know that you you're going to do a wrong, then you know you're not you're not sitting there trying to repent from that. Like, and so I, I would come to these people and I tell them like, yo, this stuff is haram. And they'd say, I know. I'd be like, okay, if you know, then why do you do it? You tell me you're Muslim. You tell me you believe in Allah in the last day. And Allah, t Allah tells you these things are haram. You can't just persist in them knowing that they're haram when you know you're going to do haram. It's different if you're weak to it. I told them, I was like, it's different if, you're, if it's a weakness. If you desire this and you're weak to it. But the way that you go about it, like I gave them a whole reality check and it made them cry. But I was like, man, this is the truth. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not gonna care if you cry on the day of judgment. He's not gonna uh he's not gonna he's not even gonna look at you. There are people on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't even talk to. These people will never see their Lord. The people who enter hellfire, they'll never see their Lord. Like this is a real conversation. And I'm telling them, like, you me talking to you like all this time, it was it, it was bringing me down to you. I felt my iman going lower when I was speaking to people like this. Because it's like you guys, you guys push me away from my Lord. Like you guys make it seem like this, the Dean is not, um, what's it called? It's not as serious as it, as it is. Like, this is life. This is my life you're, you're playing with. Like, I'm not going to play with my life. I'm not going to play with my hereafter because you want to go and enjoy yourself and be like, oh, I could do it later. I could turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala later. Like later in life, you know, I want to live my life now. Oh, I'm in college now. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to have fun. I have friends who want to have fun. I'm like, no, why would you sacrifice everything that's to come? Mm -hmm. This life is a beautiful lie. Like we're travelers here. We're literally just here for a short time and then we leave. Mm -hmm. Like people used to live hundreds of years in this world. Us, we live 60, 70, 80 years. Mm -hmm. To the prophets before, that's nothing. Prophet Nuh Sam lived over a thousand years. Like you think that uh, like our lives like really, really matter in the scope of things. That's why our deeds are multiplied. Our sins only equal one, but our good deeds are multiplied. So why wouldn't we be trying to stack them up to the heavens? And, and look, listen, if this is you right here that he's describing right here, know that Allah is the most merciful and the most forgiving. And that it's never too late to turn back mm -hmm. so long as you're alive right now. And, and allow me to present you an example. Not only is the most merciful and the most loving, I mean, in the, like, the most, most forgiving, forgiving, he's Al-Wadud. Yeah, and now, imagine, imagine you have a friend. That friend does wrong, does wrong to you. Like you told him not to do something, he, he does it. And then he asks for your forgiveness. He begs for your forgiveness. He asks for your forgiveness. You forgive him, but you keep your distance. You'll stay, you'll stay away a little bit. Allah is nothing like this. Allah is nothing. He's nothing like a creation. If you sin against yourself, and you ask God for forgiveness. Not only will he forgive you as if nothing happened, he'll pardon you, but also like it'll draw you nearer to him. Yeah. 100%. Is that not great? I mean, is that not amazing? Man, that's like, amazing. subhanAllah, that's crazy, man. Hey, but look, listen, on the other hand, I, I forgot who it was exactly. I think it was Imam Shafi, but it was like, there was one verse of the Quran where every believer should should fear and your lord never forgets oh yes subhanallah yeah, so know, know that if you don't repent for your sins allah never forgets what you did so <laughs> yeah, you you will be held to account for what you did 100 percent, 100 percent. it couldn't be more certain 
in, people, in the data book. Like, it people got to remember that this the stuff that we just said is not like it's not to be. Well, it's a harsh reality, but it, we're we're not trying to be it's, harsh. Like, it's, it's supposed to on, motivate on, you. Like, it's supposed to motivate you. Let me yet. be real. Let me be real. Around. It's supposed to motivate you one hundred percent. I don't understand how someone can wake up every single day and not want to get better, and not want to pray for and not want to pray Dhuhr, and not want to pray Asr, and knowing that the time is running up, you're about you're gonna meet Allah. What are you gonna come to him with? Zero charity, zero fast. You your came your body. Like, what'd you even do? No, no, exactly. Yeah, we're 100% keeping it real with you. This is why we, we, will, we will be the people to give you the harsh reality. Your real friends, your real people that, that you should surround yourself with is people who want to see you doing better. The people who are going to call you out on your wrong, not the yeah. people who are just going to let you persist in what you you're ask, doing. Like if you, ask, if you ask our brothers, like the people we hang, hang around, and you ask them like anytime we, uh, they come to us with a situation, I'll tell them like the harsh reality. I'll tell you like, yo, I'm going to keep it real with you because I need you to understand that. Forget all your feelings. Forget your desires. Forget everything. Think logically and think the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be pleased with you. That's the only way that there is to think is to think, is Allah going to be pleased with me when I make these decisions? Mm -hmm. Is this decision going to do be something that I can enter Jannah through the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I always think of that. This is one thought that runs through my mind every single day. Is like, are these things that I'm doing, is the actions that I'm doing, is the thoughts that I'm having in my head, are these things pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because Allah knows my innermost desires, my innermost thoughts, the things in my mind that I'd be battling with myself, the thoughts from shaitan that I battle. Like, mm -hmm. and the way that I battle them, the way I react to them, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to be pleased with me when I, if I approach mm -hmm. it like this? Mm -hmm. Like, when you have these types of thoughts, then you approach things differently. You'd be like, okay, so should I go to the club with my non-Muslim friends? Or should I stay home and make sure I pray all my five daily prayers and read some athkar and maybe read some Quran, maybe seek some knowledge? Like, or there's a difference God. between it. Like, I remember me, like, in a time where I was, I was praying and everything, I went out with my friends, my non-Muslim friends, and they went and did something that I was uncomfortable with. Like... Yeah, I'm going to say they were doing something haram. I wasn't doing it, though. I, I stayed outside, and I was sitting there. I was like, man, I'm not comfortable with this. I know I'm not engaging in haram, but me being around them engaging haram, it just feels like I'm engaging in the haram, too. It feels like I'm an accessory to the haram. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not, I'm not accounting for their sins, but it just felt like I would be asked, like, I had fear that, what if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked me, like, why did you go with them? Even though they persisted in that, why did you go with them? You may not have committed a sin, but you have no idea. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask you about anything on the day of judgment. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of fear that I have. Anywhere that I go, I'm like, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks me about this, how will I answer? How will I be able to answer for myself? Because I'm not speaking. Everything else will speak for me. All the circumstances around me will speak for me. The trees can freaking speak and tell them, like, tell them what was actually how happening. But me, I won't speak for myself because I can't make up any lies. I can't lie to my Lord. Like, and these, the, these are the types he of thoughts that they have. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why it's it's important for you to watch uh, who you influence and and how you influence them and the, and vice versa how these people can influence your behavior, like yep. and it might just be like they might have good influences on you, bad influences. They might influence you to do certain things. Like I remember in high school, people used to try to push me to smoke, and I'll be like, yo. Like it got to a point where I used to want to fight these people. I'd be like, yo, like yeah. you guys are so annoying. Like, leave me alone. Like, I told mm. you I don't want to do it and I won't do it. But they keep pushing it on me because they're like, oh, it's so cool. It's so fun. Like, these are addicts. These are people who they won't admit to have a, having a problem. Yep. Yeah, I remember like I was at the park one day with one of my friends that I, I was with in high school. He was like, yo, yo, just try it, bro. Come on, come on, bro. Like, no one's here looking. No one's here. I was like, bro, you better get that away from me before I put you on a shirt, bro. Dang, bro. As simple as that. Because look, I used to tell people all the time, I'm not going to get into that stuff. And I'm going to warn you. Yeah, subhanAllah, there was even a time where like people would ask me, well, why don't you do it? And they thought it was because I played football, because I was an athlete. And I'll be like, that's not even the real reason. Like, yeah, okay, being an athlete, being healthy, that's cool. Alhamdulillah, but... Like, I'm not doing it because, you know, it's haram. 
And you know, yeah. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have be in a position to where, like, you know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala protecting me from those things during times where I didn't feel like I needed that. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who, if if they have weak iman, they can fall into these types of things. But me, I never fell into that stuff, and I'm so grateful for that because, like, there were times where I just felt like I didn't deserve that protection from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala because I wasn't mm-hmm. always uh, a person seeking the the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So. When I was protected from those things, like this is these are thoughts that I have now. Yep. Yeah, like I was really protected. Like this is not this is not myself. I didn't I never did any of this myself. This was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instilling this fear in me. Because it was always about fear of Allah. Like I knew this stuff was haram. Like my parents instilled in me that these things are haram, these things are bad, these things could lead you to hellfire. So having those thoughts in the back of my mind, it always instilled or, in me like a security that, like, okay, don't do this, don't pa- don't cross this line. Mm-hmm. Or even I want to bring up this point. If you are, if you have been peer pressured or like it's currently happening to you, why not be someone like of a, of a leader of sorts? Why not yep. influence change mm-hmm. amongst people? Yeah, this is this is a very good point right here because when I started to try and change my life in all aspects, right, I just always wanted to better my mindset. I didn't want to hang around like weak mindsetted people. Like, look for example, right, these same people that were pre- that pressure you to do all these types of things in high school, they think they're all big and bad, right? But in ten years, right, who who's who's working? Who's, who's working at the restaurant serving you food versus you who own 10 restaurants? Like, it's just it's just the reality of things, mm-hmm. right? And, like, when it comes to, like, hanging around people with a weak mindset, like, I just feel so off. Right? I feel like these people are about to knock me off my ground. Like, I got to get out of this environment, right, before I, before I become one of them. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I'm not talking about people who are actually, like, who are not there yet because I like to hang around people who, even if they're not necessarily there yet, they want to get there because yeah. these are the type of people I want to be around. These people yeah. who want to level up. One is it's that potential, and two is that drive, that ambition. People, people becoming going around nowadays. Even Muslims, they don't got no ambition. They mm-hmm. don't got no zero ambition. Like, and really, in reality, my best like an advice that I'll give to everyone: have the ambition to do good, and and with that, you'll have you'll have Allah always in your mind, and you'll always do everything for the sake of God alone. Whether it's schoolwork, whether it's yeah. Whether it's you, 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 even with your friends, you gotta, you wanna pray or you wanna smile at somebody, mm-hmm. or you, like maybe you're talking to your receptionist, you're talking to your doctor, and you smile at them for just so that they, they can feel happy. You have that, that sense of humanity with mm-hmm. another person just to do good. You feel me? Do more than that. Do more Don't than stop that. at that. Don't stop. Don't stop because no, so like always DJ increase <laughs> yourself. Listen, listen, do more than that because there's no reason you should be stopping. Like us, us as Muslims, there's a different sense of discipline in us, a different sense of drive, especially when we're not being influenced by shaitan. Shaitan can influence you in many ways. He can influence you to do bad or he can influence you to fall off your iman, to make you lazy, to make you procrastinate. Yep. And I see this in so many people, non-Muslims. Like I, I see like people who they have such an amazing ambition, like a, a drive to do something great with their lives. And I'm like, and some of these people I'll talk to them, I'll be like, yo, do it, man. I support you. Like, I want to, I want to see you succeed. Like anybody I talk to, I always want to see them succeed. 100%. Because like, if you have, if you have this desire to do it, then do it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not haram, obviously. But yeah, so I'll mm-hmm. tell them to do that. And I'll come back to, I'll see them a couple months later, a year later, maybe not doing nothing in the same position, doing the same exact things that they were doing in high school. And I'm like, yo, what is this? And I, I've seen it in myself. We've all had this. I said, Muslim, we're going to experience this laziness, this uh, this procrastination, this drive, like yeah, this no, lack of motivation. You know People, but when you, it's, it's because of motivation. Motivation is not supposed to move us anywhere. Motivation is just supposed to get us up in the moment. It's supposed to be consistency. Consistency is the key to life. And, mm-hmm. and if you want to be successful in anything, you're going to be consistent in it. That's why mm-hmm. we're consistent in our prayers. That's why we're commanded to do what we do. That's why we're consistent on the five pillars of Islam. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be successful, whether it become money-wise, uh, 
whatever it may be. You're going to be consistent. Or, or being in the gym. You're going to be consistent. And here's the thing. Satan, Satan, don't take no breaks. Satan, he has that grudge against mankind. He don't want you to be consistent. You think he's just trying to make you commit sins? No, he'll try to reduce the good that you do. And he's consistent in doing that. He's, and he's, if you're not be more consistent yes. than him, he's going to win. A lot of people out here, you're fighting an invisible enemy. You're fighting an invisible enemy. You're not throwing any punches back. He just, you're just letting him punch you. You're not using no no ethical. You're not saying, I would be lying in the shaitan regime. You're just letting him punch you. Mm-hmm. It's, it, we're fighting a war, and a lot of people don't know where the, who the enemy is. Of course, 100%. And this is and this is so true. Why? In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Satan is a clear enemy to mankind. And matter of fact, He's pretty weak against us. It is us yes. that give him strength. It is, yeah, it's our own weaknesses that allows him to triumph over us. He Man. said he was better than you. So, and a lot Man, of people they they're doing they're doing their job by proving him right. Like yeah, he's he's gonna be in the hellfire amongst a lot of people. But and you know what he's gonna say our, when he gets to hell? You know what he's gonna say? I gave you a promise. Allah gave you a promise. I, I gave you a promise, and God gave you a promise. Imagine how humiliated you're gonna yeah, feel. Exactly. Imagine how humiliating. Imagine how humiliating. He's singing a jingle. I, Allah gave you a promise. I gave you a promise. I gave you a promise of this, this, that, that, that. But I was a liar. <laughs> a liar, man. Like, what the heck? Like, that's crazy. And then Allah. The pressure here is not to be perfect. The pressure here is to strive to be better yes, than to you do better. Yes, it's to, to have do the image, better. To, wake to correct up your ways, to correct your wrongdoings, to yes. rectify your misdeeds, to I, rectify the wrongdoings you do to yourself. Remember, sins are against yourself. Mm-hmm. If you do something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you not to do, then that's against you. It doesn't affect your Lord. It doesn't affect Allah. Look, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this real quick. And a lot of people, a lot of people, they might say I'm crazy. They're going to call me crazy. They're going to call me cuckoo. Look, I don't care who it is. Wallah, I don't care who it is. You could have murdered a hundred families. Come and talk to me. I'll call you, call you to Islam. Because mm-hmm. Islam provides solution. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter if you committed a thousand sins. You were a drug, act, drug addict for 30 years of your life. And you want to change now? I don't care who it is. I'll talk to them. I'll, I'll listen to them. I'll listen to their stories. This is why and humans I'll try and help are them. unfit to lead morality. To Look, lead the justice. Yes. L- listen, I, I saw something so shifted earlier today on Instagram. It was uh, someone, he said, why do we limit self-hatred and self-abuse to just uh, to uh, just like physically harming ourselves? Us sitting here sinning, watching things that we're not supposed to be watching or listening to things that we're not supposed to be listening to or going places that we aren't supposed to be going to is self-harm, self-hatred. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you got to think you, you are you're harming yourself mm-hmm. when you commit a sin. You are harming yourself. You don't harm your Lord. You, you harm yourself. That's fact. Like I said, and it yes. decreases you. How do these actions that you do, how do they bring you closer to your Lord? How do they make, like, how do they ensure that your Lord will be satisfied you or satisfied with you come like the day that you come to die, the day that you come to leave this earth and the day in the meeting that you have with your Lord? How will these actions come back to be an intercessor for you? You know how the Quran will come back as an intercessor for you. The Prophet Isa can be an That's intercessor for the for the Muslims. How can your deeds come back to be an intercessor for you on the day of judgment? Well, not intercessor, but how can how can you meet with Allah with deeds so you can earn his mercy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that being said, you know, that's gonna close out this episode, man. There was a <clears throat> very beneficial. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. Like this was uh I even learned a couple of things uh, uh in this episode uh, about myself. So subhanAllah for that. You know, that's the whole goal of uh, being able to, to speak like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that being said, you know, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, man. <laughs> Anyways, guys, just remind you guys, share this video with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by hitting that share button. You know, you cause great change in the world. Mm-hmm.
And just just remind you, we're not scholars, still students of knowledge, so we're open for correction on anything. If we said anything wrong, that being said, Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yeah, Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.